How's it going, man? Good, good. It's finally good to meet you. Yeah, I know. Likewise. I feel like I just send you so much of my stuff, and I'm like, well, maybe one day I'll meet you. Right, right. <laughs> so I'm glad. Thank you for giving me time for the podcast. I'm stoked that you wanted to be on because you play this kind of dual role that I'm super stoked to talk about today. <laughs> so, awesome, yeah. Uh, let's. Can we start with E2K? Sure. I mean, you you opened in what 2020? Yeah, September 12th. So what? I mean, what better time to open than during a pandemic, right? <laughs> yeah, it was brilliant. <laughs> so what uh, pushed you to open E2K? And and for those of you listening, like, what is E2K all about? So yeah, it's just um, sort of. Uh, I mean. You know, no matter how many times I have to explain it, I don't think I've ever come up with anything that that really is uh, super accurate. But it's yeah. so it's like a alternative toy art gallery, um, but we sell like legitimate bootleg toys and then like art toys, that kind of thing. And then also we have some vintage stuff and um, just a whole mishmash of <laughs> of things. Love that. <laughs> So if you, if I was just a random person on the street and you had to describe that you sold bootleg toys or alternative toys, what does that Mm -hmm. description look like? Oh man. Well, yeah, (laughs) I usually describe them more. I try to, I try to go the art toy angle. Like, yeah, these guys make their own toys, card backs, like cast them in resin, you know, sometimes they're kit bashed, sometimes they're sculpted, et cetera, et cetera, you know, um, which I, you know, depending on the person is how I describe it. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, for sure. <laughs> if for it's sure. like somebody's grandma, then I'm just like, yeah, we're like a toy store. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Even to family, which is so tough. People like they'll ask what I do. And I usually will just say like, oh, I make art, but that's never good enough for someone. They right. want to keep pushing. And it's like, then when I tell you I make toy art, you give me a weird face. So stop pushing. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. And you said, what's weird is you said like actual bootlegs. Are you talking like the uh, Turkish, like Star Wars knockoffs, like that type of stuff? So we don't, I mean, I'm open to that, but this is more like, um, uh, I'm trying to think like we have some like Mexican blow mold type bootlegs and then um, even some, a bunch of resin stuff. There's nothing as exciting yet as, um, you know, some of those really old like yeah hard to come by ones but i'm always on the lookout for whatever i can get my hands on that like the tricky part about having the store when it comes to stuff like that is like the um i don't want to say the art toy stuff like that you guys um contribute with i don't want to say that's the easy part because it's not it's definitely not like having to keep track of everything and make sure that um everything is you know 100 percent above board because yeah. uh you know, even when we're selling stuff, um, every month I still do a physical count of everybody's stuff because if something disappears on my watch, then that's considered, you know what I mean? I consider yeah. that I need to pay for it. Do you know what I mean? So um, luckily, I don't think we've had, to, I don't think people really have uh, light fingers in here necessarily, but, um, but you know, I just like to make sure that everything's accounted for. But when it comes to buying like the vintage and um, and like, uh, foreign bootleg stuff, you know, I have to like, make sure that I 
can get it really cheap because I don't like to, I like to keep all of our prices, even on like the, the stuff that everybody's after, um, like under what you're going to find it for on eBay, not like bottom of the barrel, but like, I don't sell it for like the top price you can get for it. Yeah. That makes sense. Cause I want people to come in and know that they can like get some, get a good deal on stuff. Even, even if some of it's still pretty expensive, it's, um, yeah, you're not paying those like crazy <laughs> eBay prices. <laughs> That's real. You know, it's because it's hard to explain too to people like, I don't know, we've sold art and you have you sell all of these artists art, but a random person off the street, if they walk in and they've never seen this and they're like, oh, $40 for a figure. It's hard to explain mm-hmm. like, oh, this isn't just a normal action figure. This is something better. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I wasn't sure what the reception was going to be like opening this year because, um, you know, honestly, I don't even know anybody else that lives here that is into the same kind of stuff. Yeah. I've met a lot of those people. They've come out of the woodwork now that we're open, but, um, there's a lot of people, there's usually like two or three, maybe, uh, reactions that people have. Like, because if you are just, if, if you've never heard of us and you're going down, we're on a pretty major thoroughfare here. Um, like just south of Cincinnati. And actually a lot of people to get to Cincinnati, um, this is one of the routes you would take to go across the bridge. Oh, that's amazing. And into Cincinnati. Yeah. It's awesome. And uh, but you know, we just have the signs and there it, there's no real like people are always like, I just had to come in because I don't know what this is. Like I'm <laughs> like lots of people come in because they, you know, the sign, uh, my wife designed the logo. And um, it is eye-catching down here. You know, you see the giant signs and yeah. and everything. But, yeah, so people come in and they either do like a circle and then right back out the door. Okay. <laughs> without saying anything. <laughs> yeah. Or their minds are blown. Like, there's so many people that come in and see this stuff. And there's no mistaking, like, uh, especially like the main wall of bootleg stuff or uh, – there's no mistaking it for something that you would get at like target. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, what is this? Like people are always like, what is this? And then, um, but I never get tired of explaining to people, <laughs> uh, like the whole, the whole spiel, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, last night my wife, um, or maybe it was on Friday cause suck Lord did his whole thing, his mm. Instagram, whatever it was. And, um, she was asking, like I tuned in for a little bit. She was like, why, why would you watch this guy do what he does? And I was Mm -hmm. like, well, it's like, if, if I was watching the first person ever paint on canvas and I was a painter of canvas, like this art form is so new that the creator is still alive. Like we can watch this. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And so telling people about it, it just, it, because it's so new, it's so tough to convey like the excitement, the passion, all of that. Right, right. But you know, the bootleg things, I'm in, I'm down in Mexico pretty often because I live in San Diego. So it's uh-huh. oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, just a hop. And I never ever see bootleg toys. I wondered about that because you know, I, I get some from like, you know, there's a lot of them that come from South America and Mexico. Um I think that's the majority of those bootlegs, yeah, where they come from, but Oh, in Japan. Um, I've gotten a lot of like, you know, (laughs) bizarre Japanese bootlegs. Um, And I always wonder, like, 
making travel plans in my head. Like, I wonder if I went to some of these places and uh, if I would be able to find this stuff, you know? Yeah. Like, does it make sense to take a vacation somewhere? Yeah. <laughs> Just to like get a good haul of stuff cheap. Well, I mean, if you like, what's crazy is when you drive, um, I don't know if you've driven into Mexico or been. No. Yeah. So you drive in, it's just a quick border stop, nothing crazy, but driving out, it's like two to eight hours to get out. Cause it's a border wow. in a car. Uh-huh. And as you're waiting, you have all these people cause they don't have, I mean, their laws are super lenient. They're selling churros and other foods and um, all these knockoff toys and stuff, but nothing that's like bootleg. And gotcha, so, yeah. Yeah. And I've traveled, like I've been down to like um, other parts of Mexico and I've been, I've looked for them. Like, I want to see that weird thing. That's like, instead of Spider-Man, it's man with spider powers or something crazy. Right. <laughs> right. But I, I never find them and it's starting to get annoying every time I go down. <laughs> yeah. Because I think that's like collecting actual bootleg stuff instead of just saying uh-huh. that I create bootleg stuff. Because I don't – that's hard to describe my work that way. I don't create bootleg stuff. Right, right. Yeah, it gets a little tricky when you're trying to um, to label things, which I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of anyway. I mean, sometimes it's necessary yeah. to try to explain what something is. But um, yeah, because, you know, people that that make – resin toys or even that just like do found object you know turn a, you know whatever into some kind of piece that you would classify as you know like a toy or whatever yeah. it's like it's bootleg toy it's an art toy it's a knockoff but like those labels also apply to things that are not the same i mean and maybe they are the same i don't know who makes these um like i have some blow mold he-man that are like those big, oh, massive, tall ones. Yeah. Yeah. And um, like, I love them so much. I like, I don't know, but it's like a total mystery. They come from Mexico, but I don't know if these are guys like us that are just like, I want to make a He-Man toy. And like, yeah. because there's no toy like that that exists here that I know of, like back in the day that they ripped off. They just, it seems to me that somebody had to sculpt that. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And then like, just start making them and it's not that far off from what what we do you know absolutely i mean if you can ever nail down like uh oh it comes from this part of mexico let me know and we'll just drive down and go get it okay because <laughs> like <laughs> that sounds like a plan yeah when you start getting into like the massive figures and they're just yeah. just a little bit different than the original that's right. something that i want to own yeah Every and uh, I don't know if it's like a factory. I mean, maybe they're a factory. I don't, you know, who knows? Like, yeah. I don't know. It's kind of cool that there's a mystery about them because, and and I mean, people that are listening to this, there's probably at least one person that knows the whole story. Absolutely of, like, knows it. Yep. Yeah, it's probably not that interesting. Maybe who knows? But uh, to me, it, it's interesting. You know, and, and I like, I go to swap meets. I yeah. Just all that to say, I've been trying to find bootleg toys somewhere in the wild and have never, ever seen it. Right. <laughs> yeah. And what's like, I mean, I don't know much about um, the Turkish, is it pronounced Uze toys? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I don't know much about that, but uh, I was in the Middle East in 2013. And from what mm-hmm. I can remember, never saw any kind of toys or bootleg toys at any shop. So like all these things that people say exist, 
it's irritating because I've never seen them. <laughs> yeah, so it is what it is. But so I, you created yeah, this shop from the ground up. Love that, and you've like been pushing um, art artists. I guess we would be called like you've been pushing us, and you're doing such a service for us. Which is thank you so much for that. It honestly like it's a joy, and like none of this would exist without all of you guys. Like like putting your faith and your physical products into my care. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's like, this would not be a thing if I hadn't met. And I mean, and, and I think you did ask that earlier, like part of the impetus, like really one of the main reasons I opened this shop is because I've met so many awesome people mm. making these. And it just seemed like a no brainer that, uh, that a place should exist that you can physically walk into um, because you know how it is when you see these things, have you ever ordered, um, you know, a toy from somebody and then you get it and it's actually twice as cool as the best picture they had of it. Yeah. And I really order it and I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And so to have that like in a physical spot that people can come in and pick it up and whatever, you know, it's, it's just awesome. Yeah. I mean, so if we start at the beginning, like where did the idea for this shop come from, especially with a name like earth to Kentucky? <laughs> yeah, actually my son came up with that name. Love that. But, uh, <laughs> um, you know, it's weird because we, um, my wife and I have, there have been sort of several things that kind of led up to the opening of the store, which like we used to curate, my wife is like a, um, she is in commercial real estate. Mm -hmm. And so when they were um, revitalizing some areas of downtown uh, Cincinnati, uh, her boss, there was this building that like should have been condemned maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but it had these, it was the old Woolworths in Cincinnati. So it had these huge display windows um, and it's a beautiful building, but like walking inside, it was like, um, the roof was about to cave in essentially, yeah. but, um, you know, he asked her, he was like, I, you know, I don't know what to do with this. Cause it's kind of like between a bunch of properties that he had that were usable space, whatever. Um, and so we came up with the idea of putting an art gallery just in the windows of it. Okay. And, um, so we curated this like window gallery and that, that was in main street in Cincinnati. Um, and like met a lot of people that we still work with today, like here, mm -hmm. you know, cause we still sell prints and et cetera, et cetera. Um, I don't want to make this story any longer than it has to be, but, uh, Oh, it's okay. This is all about you. Yeah. Well then, so we were doing that and meeting people and it was awesome. That experience of like introducing artists that I loved to people that had never been exposed to that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, cause a lot of the art was sort of like, I don't want to say it was lowbrow art, but sort of, it wasn't like, um, uh, I don't know. It's sort of stuff outside of the norm, yeah, if you will, or outside of the mainstream. And um, so that was, that was like my first experience of like, you know, having a public space to, to show things that I thought were worthy of showing, you yeah. know? And then, um, 
for a brief time, we had <laughs> we had a store that was kind of like this. It was more in line with like prints, um, just a lot of like local artists and or like regional artists that um, it was kind of like the way uh, this sort of started where it was like a weekend thing. We would just, again, it was like a space, it was an empty space that um, the company that my wife worked for at that time had. And so they leased it to us like dirt cheap and we just filled it up with a bunch of stuff that we thought was cool. Love it. And uh, yeah, and that just lasted the summer. That was like four years ago. And like, I'm always coming back to this idea of, um, of just having a place filled with stuff that I think people should have access to. Do you Absolutely. know what I mean? Yeah. I think especially with the more I like vintage or weird art or that term lowbrow art, which is such a funny term, like right. <laughs> looking for, because in my head, lowbrow means like bottom barrel art. Right. But, and I love looking at this. Like, that's the stuff I yearn for. And so, right. To have a place like that, that is like the home for all of that is amazing. Yeah. I've always been a huge fan of like outsider art and lowbrow art. And um, sometimes the people that are completely untrained have like the purest vision. Yep. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't get taken out of them through art school and stuff. Like, yeah. I won't name any names, but like, I used to also be in a lot of bands around here in Cincinnati um, when I was younger. And like, there was this guy that was this like incredible guitarist. And then he went to the um, conservatory here in Cincinnati for music. Mm -hmm. And he came out the most bland guitar player ever. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Because Bummer. it's like, they took all of the, whatever makes uh, you the way that you are. And then they, they teach you the correct way to do everything. And then it's like, sure, he's still great or whatever, but um, something was lost there. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Oh, and it's the sure. same thing with art. Like you start training people and telling people the correct way to make art. And then you come out with a little bit less of your identity. Yeah. In there, do you know? You know, I, I help out with an art class at the local middle school. And it's such uh -huh. a bummer because they'll like, you know, they do the normal stuff like this is impressionist or this is realism. And at one point I, there was a student that was drawing an eye and full disclosure, uh, it looked ugly. But it, was <laughs> like, it was his drawing though. Right, and right. The teacher ended up saying like, no, 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 that's not how you do it. And it was like, man, you just in one fail swoop, you killed his entire thing. Right, right. Yeah. And it's like, I get it. We all have to start somewhere, but why? Why, why do we have to start there? Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, for, for sure. And I shouldn't, I'm not uh, dissing art teachers either. Like my yeah. dad was an art <laughs> teacher <laughs> for 30 years. But, um, but yeah, but I mean, but there's something to be said about, um, you know, the rules and the, you know, whatever. Yeah. And, and not, you know, not letting that stuff get into your head. Absolutely. And so E2K hit its year, its birthday, right? <laughs> Pretty much. Well, that was, we got the year anniversary of when we bought the building. Okay. See, the thing, the thing about opening this place was, this is why our timing was so um, incredibly uh, off, was that we were actually, uh, the plan was to open much sooner. 
So we bought the building a little over a year ago, but that was already a deal. It took like three months to close on the building, if I'm remembering that right. Mm -hmm. um, something along those lines. Yeah. Um, so the original plan was to be open like, you know, around now, yeah. last year. And then that's when like everything just plummeted, you know? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we've been open seven months, but yeah, it's been a year since we bought the building and, and actually it was in some ways it was a blessing, I guess, or whatever, um, that, that the timeline worked out the way it did because we had more time to kind of get everything ready before we felt like, um, uh, getting things ready and, and getting everything up to the standard that we had in our, in our minds. And, um, and then also when it opened, uh, it, we didn't realize how unready we were until we actually opened. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it took a minute to hit our stride of like the inventory and keeping track of this. And yeah. how do you, there's a million problems that come up that you don't, that we didn't think about anyway. Um, and so it just, it just sort of kept rolling, getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And then yeah. we were, but by that time we were able to like, we kind of had our, our rhythm down on it. So nice. And so you, and you've also hosted a couple toy show. You're about to host your what? Second toy show. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm super excited. By the time this comes out, toy show will be over. So I'm hoping it does super well. I'm really excited. I mean, the, the last one was awesome. I mean, yeah. it was incredible. Um, not for anything we did, but um, just everybody like really just knocked it out of the park. Yeah. And I, this one is shaping up to be the same way. It's like uh, the stuff that I've seen so far, I'm so excited about. Yeah, absolutely. And so what's, so when you do the toy shows, what's inspiring these themes? Cause you had the new wave and then now uh -huh. it Ian Lynch. Uh, David Lynch, David Lynch, yeah. David Lynch. Yeah. 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 Um, just basically, I mean, it's, it's just things we get excited about and like, I mean, we're constantly spitball. Like the, the shop is just as much my wife's as mine, even yeah. though she doesn't. Um, well, how do I explain it? Like she has the things that she likes about all of this. Um, we're a good team in other okay. words, yeah. like, but, but we're always spitballing ideas at each other. Like, you know, just coming up with stuff and like, does that make any sense? And, you know, a lot of stuff we just yeah. pitch right out, you know. But um, as far as the new wave thing, that was just something, I'm trying to remember if there was something in particular that inspired that. But, um, you know, we were just listening to a lot, a lot of new wave when we were, like, working down here, opening the mm -hmm. store, because it's one thing that we don't, like, in the same way that... Um, you know, our Venn diagram of music, um, she listens to a lot of stuff that I don't. Uh, you can call it trash if you'd like. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I guess actually, you know, our Venn diagram, like we, we have a pretty good common ground on things like music and art and things. But um, anyway, New Wave is maybe like the most easy to just go, yeah, just throw that on. Like, because um, we have, 
Sirius XM here in the store. And so we just throw throw on first wave and, and get to work, you know, yeah. painting and like getting the place ready. And so it just made like for us, it was like, well, that would be fun to see what people do because there's a lot of strange characters and, and whatnot. Absolutely. So, and yeah, and it worked out great. And then the David Lynch thing, we were, um, uh, my kids are 15 and 18 now, and we watched Twin Peaks with them maybe like four years ago. We watched the original series and there was a reboot that can't, or not a reboot, um, uh, a third season sort of that came out a few years ago on, on uh, Showtime, but they were a little too young at the time to like go right into that. Yeah. And so recently we, you know, they were like, can we watch that now? And I was like, oh yeah, yeah. And so we did. And then while I was watching it again, it was like all the weird characters and themes and, and strange things that he always like infuses into his work. Um, I thought, well, this would be a good, a good, uh, you know, theme for a show. Yeah. So, and I never know how things are going to, I don't know how people are going to, uh, respond to that when I first threw an idea out there. Um, I was actually super surprised about the new wave thing. Like everybody, I think with the exception of one person, everyone we asked, like not only, uh, was happy to do a piece, but they were like excited about what idea they had. Yeah. You know? So, and this is sort of the same way. Um, so I love I'm that. glad people are responding well. <laughs> yeah. So are, are toy shows things you're going to just do maybe quarterly or a couple times a year? We interrupt this broadcast of Toys on Top to bring you this. Earth Aliens have landed, Earthling. I want lowbrow art and bootleg toys. Toys, 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 toys. When you come to the right place, Earth to Kentucky is a shop for folks who love vintage sci-fi, lowbrow, and art bootleg toys. Toys, toys, toys. They're located over there at 836 Main Street, Covington, Kentucky. Toys, toys, toys. They carry original art, vintage action figures, designer bootleg toys, and toys, 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 toys and t-shirts. Designed exclusively for their store by some of their favorite artists. Thank you, Earthling. I enjoy Earth to Kentucky. I have all my favorite bootleg art toys. toys. Hey, look at that over there! It's a spaceship! Yeah. I need to go now. Someone's filming me in my spaceship. Shop now. www.earthtokentucky.com That's earth2kentucky.com Or just land your spaceship when they're open. Yeah, I think for the moment, um, like we had decided to do it quarterly, um, especially through like the pandemic. We don't want a lot of people in here all at once. Yeah. And like for the last thing we didn't even have like an actual opening just when the store opened on thursday uh that week the show was just up and then yeah. people came and and went um for this one there's going to be a slightly a slightly more formal opening mm -hmm. um but i'm still you know i'm hesitant to have a lot of people in here but the, i know there are some people coming down for this and like a friend of mine is actually going to play some music. Um, so we'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah. I, what's, what's crazy, because this is Kentucky, right? Yeah. So what's crazy to me is that like it's in the middle of the U.S. and you have all these toy artists that are like surrounding you guys. Uh -huh. But the, it would be 
incredible for us all to get there, but it's so tough to get there for a toy show or so tough to get there for something. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that would be the dream to have people um, <laughs> actually be able to come in. You know what I mean? Like yeah. for the artists, actually all like for a group show for everybody to come in. But, um, but honestly, there's um, we've got some solo shows that are, are sort of in the very early stages of like figuring stuff out. Mm -hmm. But, um, and I'm hoping for some of those, I think the artists, I don't want to say anything yet because I don't want to like, yeah. <laughs> blow somebody up. But, um, but I think some people might be able to come in for like a solo show and actually have a reception, et cetera, et cetera, and, and actually incredible. be able to do it right, you know? Yeah. So I always, that is exciting. Yeah. I always think about that. You know, Garrett has uh, Bootleg Bonanza and he's been hosting yeah. every once in a while an artist will go in there and like set up shop. Yeah. And it's just a cool, I think just being another toy maker, it's cool to see people that are able to do that. Right. So I can't, I, I hope that that's where it's headed for you guys as well. Yeah, me too. I mean, one of the things uh, that we had originally thought too was, um, you know, some of the people that we, like I said, that we know that we have their stuff here, some of their work, um, we had planned originally to have people come in and kind of like talk about what they do for a little Love bit. It. You know what I mean? Just like a, a, just a sort of, and we do have, like, we've been talking to people. It's just tough because it's only just now sort of starting to um, get safer to have people yeah. like interacting in person and things. So um, as that kind of thing goes on, you know, I hope that we can do that a lot. And then also um, do the shows more, uh, more frequently than quarterly. Yeah. What's the pandemic like for you guys right now? I mean, California is kind of, they didn't give a crap about anything and everyone just still went on with their lives. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, we're pretty lucky here because, um, especially the, um, like cities in Kentucky, um, they've really handled the rollout of the vaccine like really well, like I'm fully vaxxed. Oh, cool. um, my family is a lot of people that come in here already have, you know, are already good to go. And so, you know, I think a lot, I think for the most part, well, I don't want to, I don't want to speak for anybody, but it seems like if you wanted to get a vaccination that you could have done it by now, mm -hmm. like here, just because it's so they're using all the big stadiums and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And, and they've really got like a, we didn't wait at all either time. It was just like, go in, jab you, sit down for 15 minutes and then bolt. Yeah, I for sure that it's kind of like that here right now. I was walking uh -huh. by a Rite Aid and someone was like, cause I'm only 30. So I, I haven't hit any of the, and someone was like, hey, are you vaccinated? Do you want the vaccine? I out the front door and I was like, yep, let's do this. Let's knock it out of the park. Right. <laughs> and so that was, a, it was cool that that's rolling out and then shops are opening. So I'm, I'm stoked that it's good for you guys still. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And it really is, there is a feeling here that like things are sort of getting back to normal. I'm not ready to just jump in yet. Like, yeah, <laughs> as opposed to a lot of people, um, you know, I would never wish that this happened, <laughs> but for me, it like, uh, like, cause then I had to like early on, I got sent home from work. I had to work from home for like four months or something. Yeah. And, uh, the kids like 
their school shut down. They were doing online classes and stuff. And like we, I was working all day still because I, I'm busy at the day job. But like, um, it was a nice, like, change of pace. It was more like I felt like I could actually relax every once in a while because, um, yep. I'm always juggling like a million projects. So it was like, yeah, awesome. Like I'm into this, and um, you know, as much as I love like conventions and stuff like that, there's also this thing where like, I. I don't always love being in a giant crowd. <laughs> yeah, no. I <laughs> so get that. it was yeah. nice to like not have any crowd. Like I don't know. It was it was it was good in a lot of ways for us. Yeah, like, I know that's a that's a. I don't want that to come out wrong. <laughs> but, yeah, you know. But I definitely understand that. I think for anyone that started creating toys and stuff, 2020 was the year because it like it slowed everything down and made it so easy. And you started during during the pandemic yeah that right? once the pandemic hit i got sent home and they were like hey work from home but i couldn't fill 40 hours anymore uh-huh. I'm, I'm salary so i still like my pay didn't shift which was cool but i right was like i gotta do something else and that's when i just started coming across people like suck lord and the whole thing and so yeah that's totally awesome yeah and so i think um it's just gonna get harder now because like once things all start opening up it's going to be a bum rush of like, there's all these shows and conventions and shops, Mm -hmm. but we just got like ushered into it super slow. And so, right. I I don't, I don't envy anyone coming after me in 2021 or beyond. (laughs) Yeah. So not only are you running E2K and, but you Uh do your own art. I didn't know that existed until I saw the name and I was like, Oh, that's, I think I know that name and like started putting things together. Can we talk <laughs> about those wood blocks? Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Dane. Are you, so like you're, I, I, like I watched the process for one and then I've seen a bunch of them and I've seen Dub hold up and talk about these things and all the guys, it, it's funny. So he'll hold it up and they're on zoom and everyone on that zoom thing is like, damn wow like it's like what the heck and i had no idea who it was and so I'm finally glad that i know it's you what's the process like you, you want to explain what you do and like how badass it is <laughs> yeah i can like so um i'm gonna i'll go back like a little bit prior to doing that yeah because it'll make a little bit more sense but um because i've always been an artist and i just kind of like do whatever. I mean, mostly I was a painter. Yeah. And um, a friend of mine um, that, sorry, uh, a friend of mine told me, he was like, your style, your painting style is so much like a leno cut or like a wood cut. Yeah. He was like, have you ever done leno cuts? And I was like, no, I haven't. I know what they are. I've never done one. And he was like, here, I got all this old, because he's an artist too. He was like, I've got all my old Leno cut tools. He was like, um, you should give this a shot because I think that you would love it. And sure enough, like I started doing Leno cuts and I was making prints and like, I loved it. Like I yeah. totally 100% just stopped doing everything else art wise and just started doing those. And I did that for like maybe three or four years. And it was like, okay, um, I'm not like I'm more an artist because like I can't not be yeah than like 
then like a salesman or like, you know, I wasn't really doing a lot of shows and stuff or, you know, things like that. I just was doing it because I loved it, you know, and I had a, like a Etsy shop or something like that, which did okay. But, um, but I never really like, Oh, check out what I'm doing or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, my wife, that would have been like two and a half. I've been doing it only like two and a half years, I think. Um, she bought me like some wood gouges and some poplar like for Christmas. Yeah. And she was just like, cause I was always like, yeah, the woodcut stuff is so cool, but like, you know, I love my just cranking out my linear cut stuff. Um, but then I, so I was off between Christmas and new year's at my job. And I was like, okay, I'm going to try this thing out, you know, yeah. see what, see what this is all about. And, um, you know, carved up, like, literally it was like one of those busts of just like a character that, that I was going to print. Mm -hmm. And before I did it though, I was like, you know, what's cool would be like, what would this look like if I just painted it up and then rolled the black ink on it and like, and then have like a physical thing rather than like a print. Yeah. Um, and I did. And then, um, and then I think I made like 20 of them in the first like month. Oh I was doing like gosh. one a day almost just like I, I became like obsessed with, um, <laughs> yeah, with doing those, but just out of excitement, you were cranking them out. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, for no reason, like I, <laughs> I was just making them because I wanted to see what it would look like or whatever yeah. it is, you know? And so, yeah, so basically that's how I ended up doing what I'm doing. But I, I also have to throw in that, like, I would still be just uh, whatever, making these with no buddy, any of the wiser, I guess, um, if it hadn't been for for um, Buzzard Guts and Dove. What is Buzzard Guts? Okay, Buzzard Guts is an amazing toy maker. Okay. Uh, Go check him out. I think his, wait, but um, I'll have to tell you his Instagram name later because I'm not yeah. sure if it, no, it's D-M-A-R-X Toys. The Marks Toys. D-Mark, his, his name is Dane Marks. Let's see if I can find this. What's crazy is I'm following him. How do I not know? Well, because it, his is confusing because I know him as Dane. I know him as D Mark's toys, but then his toys, I'll say buzzard guts on them. Yeah. I for sure want to know more, but I so, need to talk to him for sure and ask about that. <laughs> uh, he's, I love that guy, but I had, um, you know, I've always been into like, you know, growing up in Cincinnati, sorry, I'm going to go all over the place here. Yeah, that's fine. Um, like growing up here in Cincinnati, like uh, this is where Kenner was located yeah. and headquartered. And like, so I grew up like Cincinnati is a very toy. Cincinnati loves their toys. Yeah. Like we have a ton of like vintage toy stores and, you know, like a lot of those sculptors still live here, et cetera, et cetera. Like it was just like part of the fabric of the city when I was growing up. And, and of course I was a kid. So of course I'm more skewed towards that kind of thing, but they were yeah. at like every event, like you would go to the zoo and they would have these big barrels of Kenner, Act, like Star Wars figures in the blue Kenner baggies. 
oh just passing them out to kids as you went in and stuff like that. I mean, it was it was always like General Maydine or something, of mm-hmm. course, but like not not any you know yeah. death squad commander <laughs> and stuff. Um, never like Boba Fett's, I don't think. But um, but anyway, uh, I just lost myself in that. So oh, but anyway, so growing up, like you know, I was obsessed with um collecting toys and you know it's just like part of a huge part of like growing up was like all of these toys and you know trying to get different things and um and there comes a point where as much as I love like all of those legitimate you know vintage action figures I would start seeing weird bootlegs and these are like or like knockoffs from other countries and stuff. And mm-hmm. I go, Oh, what is that? That is yep. bizarre. You know? And then I, I started down that road and then um, I came across Dane had posted a thing when he did his um, star world dark invader. Mm-hmm. So it was a toy based off of this old knockoff action figure case. They had this like lady Darth Vader and this Chewbacca ish. Oh kind of monkey guy and like it was like all the star wars characters but like a bizarro version yeah or like a really like janky version and i had that action figure case growing up and so i might have been looking for that action figure case when i came across his figure he had just released a figure that he made based on the darth vader character on the on the case and i was like okay i need this so i got it i got in touch with him and he was like, oh, yeah, um, this guy, Dove Kellimer, has all of my stock. And I was like, that's weird. Um, he was like, just shoot him a message. And I did. And, you know, Dove sent me the figure, Yeah. whatever. I still had no idea that there was, like, this whole community of people making this stuff. But then I guess I started following Dane. And then he started following me um, when he, I guess, because he saw the woodcuts or whatever. And he told Dove about me. And then that's when Dove got in touch with me and uh, commissioned me to do the Cantina guys, which is like his go-to Yeah, yeah, yeah. And thing. they're rad. They are so good. What's that? The, the, your carvings. like they're, Oh, they're thanks, man. Uh, yeah. I'm... <laughs> well, I thought, so when I first saw it, I was like, weird. Someone is a stamp maker. Because from the, when you first look at them, it looks like a stamp. And you would put ink right. on it and stamp it down. And right. I th- I was like, oh, Dove's getting into some different stuff now. Like, I didn't know that's where he Right. And then he started talking about how it was carved. And then it was like, oh, that's oh, that's way cooler than a stamp. Like, I, I <laughs> yeah. And so it was just cool to see. And uh, I think... We interrupted this broadcast of Toys on Top to bring you this. Bootleg Bonanza! Hey, check out what I just got. Oh my gosh, what is this stuff? These are bootleg art toys. What? Where do you find bootleg art toys? I find bootleg art toys at Bootleg Bonanza. Bootleg Bonanza! An alternative toy store that specializes in bootleg art toys, resin, and vinyl. Oh my gosh, this one's weird. Actually, they specialize in weird. Not only do they buy and sell and trade designer toys, they produce them in their fully equipped studio. Bootleg Bonanza! Where is this at again? Bootleg Bonanza, it's at 200 East High Street, Pottstown, Pennsylvania. Or you can head there online at www.bootlegbonanza.com. I don't know. Whose money did you spend on this? You didn't spend our money on this weird stuff, did ya? Um. I mean, what is this thing? Uh. Head there now, www.bootlegbonanza.com, and spend all your money. Bootleg Bonanza! I'm broke!
more than anything cool to find out that the guy that is like pushing all of us artists forward with his shop is also someone that's creating art alongside of us right yeah, yeah i mean well and that's a big yeah for me i mean that's part of like mary talked about that to some extent but like being an artist et cetera, et cetera, and you know all these people who are doing great stuff, um, it's exciting to put that stuff out into people's view. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And to like, that's a huge inspiration to me is like all of the stuff that everybody's making um, just makes me want to get better at what I'm doing. Yep. And then just push the whole thing forward, just constantly like try to get it in front of people's eyes that, you know, and, you know, people, there's so many people out there that would probably love all of the stuff that have not ever been exposed to it at all. And so Absolutely. I um, always, anything that can create that awareness is like, yeah, I don't know if you do this, but I gauge, like, I gauge how much awareness is out there based upon my wife's reaction. So <laughs> if she'll see it, like, usually when I first started this, she was like, Oh yeah, this is a cool hobby you're going to do. That's fine. Um, mm -hmm. And I fall into the like religious art thing. Like I love, I have one of mm -hmm. Rika's like stormies on a cross. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. Um, and then uh, I remember she was, she watched master casters with me and she was like, okay, I'm starting to get a little more. And I don't know whose piece it was. I can't even remember what it was, but she saw it and she immediately was like, oh, this is dope as hell. Like now I get it. Right. Like, I wish that you would say that about mine, but I'm glad you finally said yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I, I love that part, but man, I, yeah, I think it's such a cool, that dynamic of um, us selling in a shop or you being willing to sell mm -hmm. us in a shop and you also being able to put your stuff there. I think that's a cool dynamic to, to have, especially for us looking in. And right. Yeah. And us, I think what's cool too is uh, between you and Garrett, um, we find out about you guys through other toy people. So, right. Slug Toys posted something about you and immediately was like, I, I sent him a message, was like, I don't understand. What is this? <laughs> that, like, someone is going to sell our things. Like, help me understand what's going on. And I immediately had to reach out and it's just been a cool experience. So yeah, thank you so much for all of that. Yeah. Well, no, for sure. I mean, that it sounds, it sounds totally cheesy every time I say it, but it really is like artists above everything. You know what I mean? Like I want people to be comfortable that we have their stuff here. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like um, there's a trust that you, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah. it's scary sending your stuff out. Um, Cause I've had to do that a lot um, for different things. Like, um, you know, to send it off to somebody without any kind of, like, I'm not buying, like one thing I should say, I mean, you guys are all kind enough to do all of this stuff on consignment mm -hmm. so that, and then, uh, but to send it out to somebody and just like, like a box of stuff that you put a lot of time and effort into yep. and then just, to ship it off to somebody that you have never met in person. Don't even, you know what I mean? Or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I just feel super fortunate that people are like, okay. Yeah. Like there, there's not a lot of hesitation for the most part. Yeah. And, and I wouldn't blame anybody for 
being hesitant, you know, but that's why we are always like, it's all about the artists for us, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, it's what drives everything. Yeah. And full disclosure for those that are listening, when I do send art, like I, it's like messages come in like two or three days later and I'm like, Hey, did it arrive? Cause that's the biggest worry. Like shipping is right. the worst. And right. I've, luckily to date, I've only had one thing ever be broken. And so mm -hmm. it's like, I got a good track record, I guess, but man, that's always a panic to send you some stuff. It is. I always feel terrible when something or like Yo-Yo John, Yo-Yo Dine just sent something oh, yeah. that was, had a broken piece. And I was like, man, like I'm going to fix it, but yeah. I have to be so careful because this is somebody else's work that I'm kind of like, but yeah. it's got to be fixed. You know what I mean? And, um, and this is, this is the one for the upcoming show, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think we, I think he told me about that and he's such a, like, luckily this is his life. Like he loves toys yeah. and that. And so he was like, yeah, this is the point of bootlegging and all kinds of stuff. Like fix that shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's just, it's cool like, thing. it's so scary to like, uh, because actually who we were just talking about earlier, buzzard guts, yeah. when he sent his stuff in for the new wave show, um, you know, it was like 15 pieces and I think four of them were broken. Oh. And, and I had to carefully take the blister off of every one, glue the pieces back on. Yeah. Put it back together. And it was like, it's really scary to be messing with somebody's work. Do you know what I mean? It's like. Yeah. And I think like, well, I'm, I'm fortunate that it, this isn't my livelihood. And I'm fortunate, I mean, fortunate, but also bummed, like that double right, that yeah. duality. Um, but man, for the guys or even the women, like I just, I found out there's a huge contingency of women that are doing bootleg toys, which is amazing. Um, it's, it's like, if this is your livelihood and it arrives broken, I couldn't imagine that feeling. Right. Yeah. And That's so, always the worry. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, like usually I think, cause I do it on a small scale, um, the artist one trick pony he had bought mm -hmm, yeah. one of my pieces and it was the ronald mcdonald like carbonite thing yeah and uh -huh. for some reason he was the only one where one of the feet broke off really and it was like i sent those everywhere all over the u.s and you're the one that it snapped and i was like <laughs> gosh dang it so i yeah but he was cool about it he was like no don't worry i glued it on repainted fixed it we're good and so that's that awesome cool. well you know he's a local guy here yeah does he ever stop in do you have some of his yeah yeah piece? for sure huh do you have some of his uh swamp things not yet we're working on it um yeah he is like he's somebody that really he's hustling constantly yeah and just like trying to keep up with uh what everybody needs um but we've got some things he's a great guy um yeah and he's somebody that i met like he wrote me right after we opened he was just like hey i'm a i do this like and i'm here in cincinnati and i, I had no idea there were any anybody here you know yeah making toys and there's there's a few uh there's yeah. a guy named valishard you know valishard too yep. right um he's great he he always has stuff here. <laughs> yeah, he was super nice. He messaged me after buying one of my things from you. And he was uh -huh. like, I had to pick it up. And I was like, thanks for the support. I think 
yeah crazy because all of us toy people were just really shuffling money from one toy person to the next (laughs) yeah (laughs) like you gave me money for that which is fine but it's gonna go into buying someone else's thing so you might as well just give it to that person right yeah a lot of times with my personal work when somebody uh ask me for a commission that's yeah. a toy maker we usually just trade because it's like <laughs> yeah. yeah you can pay me but i am going to eventually buy these toys off you so like yep why why pretend like we're not just absolutely swapping merchandise yeah and which is yeah i think that's a, such a good way you know i'm not a huge toy collector like it's got to really grab me for me to buy it right um and there's been a couple artists because I knew I didn't know about the trading. Like there's a couple artists that that's the first thing they say, like, oh, are you into trading? Not really, but because you offered, why the hell not? And I've got right. some cool pieces. Like it's like I I don't know. I Chicken Burger Disco, uh, he does the commercials and everything for me. And yeah. he sent me He's great. one of his. And I was like, it's it's really well made. Why are you not selling these? And he immediately was like, no, nah, no, nah, I love making it. It's yours. I was like, oh my gosh. So awesome. <laughs> yeah. The last part of the podcast I really like for the artist and, and now slash shop owner to like uh, plug uh, all the things about yourself. If they want commissions where they can find you, the stuff that you're working on, maybe something that's coming up. Um, they hear about it. Yeah. So, so, but now you get to do it. <laughs> yeah. So earth to kentucky is a shop um so it's earth the number two kentucky.com is where you can find the online store and whatever else uh there is and then it's the same so basically if you just remember earth and the number two and kentucky that's like our instagram handle that's like um you know there's a facebook page i'm not a facebook guy but i have a page on there because you kind of have to get it to the widest audience or whatever so yeah you know facebook.com backslash or whatever uh earth to kentucky twitter i don't do a lot of twittering but you know instagram is the main thing yeah Yeah. so but and then everything else just kind of like when i post something on instagram you know how it is i i have it set to automatically post to twitter and and facebook and the whole nine um and then yeah my own let's see my own instagram is blockwatch captain yeah which tripped me so, up because when i got sure. a I got a payment from you one time for the shop and it came in uh-huh. that and i had no idea who was paying me right <laughs> yeah that would have been one of the first ones right yeah yeah because i think my paypal was all set up for my woodcut stuff and then um yeah, I switch after what I was like, oh yeah, this doesn't make sense. Like I need to make everything Earth of yeah. Kentucky now. Um and I am not really doing commissions right now. I've got this huge project I'm doing for Dove. Yeah. And it is like I don't have time for anything. It's like there's the store, there's doing this stuff for Dove, and that's like every single ounce of my free time. Yeah. It's basically split between those two things and then working a Monday through Friday, 50 hour a week job yep. as well. So is it uh <laughs> SDCC? Is that, is it your project for that one coming up? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if I'm supposed to say anything about that. 
But you're good. You don't, yeah, you don't have to say anything about it. We just know that we yeah. got to be ready for it. Yeah, and just that I am like, I have no time for commissions, but hopefully after that, um, after I, I get all this stuff shipped off to him, hopefully I'll have a little bit of time, but I'll also be out at, um, it sounds like Designer Con is going to be in person again this year. Yeah, and that's in Anaheim, right? Yeah, and so I'll be part of, um, I will be, I don't know how much stuff I'm allowed to say, honestly, but I will be there. I'll have a, I have a table there. Sweet. Um, I did it two years ago. And so this should have been last year, but we rolled it over to this. This might be the last time I do a table there. Okay. Are you just done it, with it, convention stuff? No, it's just, it, I love the conventions and it costs me so much money and, yeah. and shipping stuff from here out to Anaheim. Um, inevitably things are broken and no matter how well I pack it up, I mean, it's just, yeah, I imagine these UPS guys are just like kicking it into their trucks or whatever, but, uh, and then just the whole, it's just a lot of stress. So I don't know. I, yeah. I get, I probably say that way too often that I'm not going to do conventions and then I keep saying yes to all of them. So, yeah, um, I joke like whenever <laughs> Dub is like, he puts out a thing or sends a message like, Hey, do you want to do this? Even if I don't have time, it's like, yep, I'll do it. Yep. And so you can't say no. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad that you'll be here. Anaheim's super close. And this is, you know, I went to DesignerCon like four years ago, maybe three years ago, uh -huh. but I wasn't doing toys and had no interest in any of that. And so yeah. now it's like, I get to go back and see some of these toy artists that I haven't ever seen in person and say hi and all that kind of stuff. Well, I will say that was the turning point for my wife. My wife didn't really understand the whole bootleg toy thing. I mean, mm -hmm. she's super supportive um, of all my whatever crazy thing I'm into. She's just like, yeah, go like, yeah, <laughs> do what you do. But um, she went out there with me to Designer Con 2019. And uh, and that was the turning. She had like an experience there, you know, just okay. like like getting to see all that stuff and meeting all the other artists and stuff. I mean, that was her, like, then she was like all in. Yeah. So sweet. Designer con is definitely fun. So can't wait. Well, thank you. I mean, in your minimal free time for being on this podcast and no, no, thanks so much for this podcast too. Um, it's like, thanks for having me on, but then also just in general, like putting this out there and like, you know, it's making it happen. It's an easy, I mean, it takes a lot of time, but it's an easy conversation to start. When people ask what I do, it's like, oh, just go listen to Toys on Tap and you right. other people. So it kind of gives credence that I'm not the only guy that's doing this weird thing. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome, man. I really appreciate you having me on this. Toys on Tap. Toys on Tap. Next episode. The next episode. It's great. It's amazing. You're going to want to listen to it. It's not right now, though. You're going to have to wait till the next episode to listen to it. Oh, when's that? The next one. Cool. Toys on Tap. Toys on Tap. The next one's going to be good, too. So stay tuned.
and, and, and listen to that. Awesome.